It's good to be with you again. Uh, my name is Father Christopher Trenta. For those who may not remember or recognize the face, I'm listed on the front of the bulletin as that in-resident priest that most people don't see throughout the year because the bishop has me busy away studying over in Rome. But during the summer, I get to celebrate, very much in the spirit of our gospel today, a little chance to rest. And what's most wonderful about the rest when I come home is that I come back to my uh, parish family where I grew up and I went to middle school. Uh, Mom and dad are still parishioners here. And uh, much diverse from my normal Sunday celebration during the school year, which is mostly just the 75 priests who live together, coming together for Sunday worship. I'm back in a parish setting with a vibrant celebration of the Holy Liturgy of the Mass. This is a beautiful part of the rest uh, that I thrive on, especially as the bishop has me studying liturgy. So I've been with you now. This is my, I believe, my fifth summer assigned to be in residence here, but you didn't see me the first one because I was studying Italian. So three years ago when I did start showing up here during the summer, we preached on the same gospel. I remember discussing burdens and challenges and having survived really that first couple years of class and a new culture and a new way of learning. Uh, and I was grateful to God for his presence and I guess leading me to the patience that would allow me to make that transition from an ordinary parish priest to going back to studies and doing those other classworks papers and oral exams in English and in Italian um, and grateful for that. But we're back in here three years later, you know, we have a three-year annual lectionary cycle. So we go through the Gospels every three years. And we're back to where we were. And I'm pleased to, to report on this occasion that all of my classwork is done, but it almost wasn't. <laughs> I passed my last class this June and the one that was straggling on difficult as ever to pass was Latin. They still make us do Latin. And I had a couple goes at this exam. I had one class I had to pass to get, this, get through this Latin. It took me three attempts. I'm not afraid to say that the Roman system's a little more forgiving in terms of letting you retry things until you get it right. Um, but I finally got it on that this past June when I passed this class. Now, that said, there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress being built up mentally and, and even physically about taking this exam. It was not a comfortable one. This one was a purely oral exam. Uh, we translated a verse in person with your instructor. He's asking to translate it uh, Latin, telling him in a combination of English and Italian, but he was asking you questions in Italian, so it's a confusing setting. Anyway, a lot of anxiety to go into this. and. I remember at a certain point in the year, and, and partially because of the stress that was seemingly impending, this great mountain that needed to be surpassed, um, getting to the point of thinking, boy, what happens if I don't pass? And that seemed to make the matter worse until I kept taking that to prayer. And I had to take this to prayer a lot. But I finally got to the point, thanks be to God, the grace of God, to realize, you know what? way, way back when you started this whole priesthood thing, God just asked you to come and follow. 
He said, I will take you where I need you to be. And so it was that moment, and we probably should have these moments all during our life where we just have to say, I need to trust that whatever happens, it's going to be in God's hands. So whether I succeed and continue on the journey of academics or if for some reason this Latin thing is that one barrier that says, no, this wasn't the path, this isn't the door, go back and be a parish priest, then to be at peace with that. And I got there. I got that peace. And thanks be to God, it happened before the exam because it made taking the exam much, much easier. Now, I, did, I had done the work. Lord knows I had done the work. It was just I didn't have that confidence in it until I really let the challenge of success or failure truly be in God's hands. And I think that's the lesson today in terms of this rest that God is calling us to. It's a simple faith, first of all, to believe in his presence in your life and to believe that he is preparing a way for you and he's prepared a way for all of us to be with him forever in eternity. And all the different challenges of life, yes, they, leave, they lead to different paths. And certain outcomes lead to different things. Some things maybe are shut before us and other doors open. But God overall, with faith in him, we know there's an open way all the way to heaven. And all he's asking for really is not a difficult burden. It's to stay with him and to believe that he is with us. Now he's gone to great extents to make his presence available to us, even here and now. And I tell you, the foundation of my prayer life, ever since I decided to make that simple step back in my early 20s to say, maybe there's something to all this faith thing. Maybe what the Bible is saying is accurate and there's some truth to it that's worthy of following. All of it has helped me to appreciate little by little evermore the gift that we have in the sacred liturgy of the church. So first of all, God sent his son Jesus Christ to be the new Israel. Now the first Israel was the family that he had saved from slavery in Egypt and taken to the promised land. And the new Israel in Jesus Christ is the one who takes us from sin and death into the promised land of heaven. But the point is, God sent him and he came. And he dwelt with us and lived with us and suffered with us and died with us and rose again. And in that resurrection, the church begins. From the pouring forth out of his side, the water and the, the blood, a new life begins. And we look at that symbolically and say baptism and Eucharist. But it's the liturgy portrayed right there on the cross that is beginning. And it's the fulfillment of Jesus' promise at the Last Supper, the new covenant that we celebrate. So Jesus has made his life symbolically present in a way that makes him truly present to us. And that's a theology that goes, you know, books and books and books and libraries are full of parsing out what exactly that means. 
But as Jesus named so wisely today, before his death, before he went through all that suffering, if you simply believe in who I am and do what I ask you to do, command what I command you to do, do this in memory of me. The liturgy is how we remember. Yes, there's the Bible, and we can read that, and we should read that on our own. But we do something with those words in how we celebrate them, how we bring those alive in this setting as a people together. Christ is making himself present to us, and we learn from this. We learn who God is. We learn about his Son. And more importantly, we learn who we are so that we can trust God's call in our life and learn to live in charity and in peace with one another. More importantly, to learn to follow God's will. Whatever doors open, whatever doors close, whichever path is new today. So we have much to celebrate as the church has for centuries, that Christ remains with us today and the silent gift of the Eucharist, which comes alive in our hearts, in our families, and in our communities when we carry forth the lessons we receive today from this place, from this gift.